G'day there and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It is so great to have you here today. Now on today's show we are joined by a beautiful lady um, who is on a mission to help women overcome domestic violence and abuse and become the women that God designed them to be. What a fantastic mission, I must say. And her favorite thing to do on the weekend is to go out in the great outdoors, of which she calls God's Cathedral, which I love that, and fellowship with friends and family. And in the winter, uh, this beautiful lady loves to ski. So welcome to the podcast show, Charlene Quint. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, you're a very busy lady, so you're a counsellor at law at LLC, and you run a non-for-profit called abusecare.org. So, hello, busy woman. <laughs> yes, yes, it, uh, keeps, it keeps me busy. But it's all connected to the mission, though, so it's um, so glad, to, uh, glad to, that God has called me to be on his team for this. Oh, that's cool, that's cool. So, our listeners get a bit of a background. Um, where are you from in the world? Obviously, you're in the USA somewhere. Right. I, um, I'm from Illinois, um, born and raised in downstate Illinois in the middle of the cornfields, but I find myself now in a suburb of Chicago. Oh, that's so fun. Whenever I think of Chicago, I just always think of the musical Chicago. I don't know why. I just go straight there. <laughs> <laughs> So can you um, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today? Well, sure. Well, mine was a, a, not a straight trajectory. It was more of a, a winding path, taking a few bunny trails here and there. Um, but uh, I grew up in the, in the Midwest and went to, um, you know, a Christian college and um, came out with a, an accounting degree. I, I, practiced, uh, I was a CPA for a number of years, and then I ended up um, going to law school after several years, and I had three kids going to law school and worked at a, um, uh, at a large Chicago firm for, um, for a number of years and worked for a federal judge. And then I, I, found, myself, um, I found myself needing to get out of my marriage. It was, it was actually an abusive marriage, and I, I thought, well, how did this ever happen? Here I am, a, a, you know, Christian woman and a professional, and I've been um, in the world of business. I've been in the world of law, and I am. I I have to leave my home because it was just not. It was not safe anymore. I, you know, I don't need to go into all the details, but suffice to say that there was physical abuse and sexual abuse and financial abuse and emotional abuse and verbal abuse and just you know, yeah. with all of it going on, and I. It, I needed to get out, so I, I left um, in uh, in April of 2012 with only an overnight bag, and um, and with your kids it, as well. Well, my kids were older, and okay. um, they were not part of the the abuse. Was more directed at at me, so yeah. I, I was hiding for a couple of years, and not even knowing that this was, you know, I, I still tried to, you know, I was going to marriage therapy at that point and, and just thinking what in the world has happened you know we go to church and and this is this is not supposed to be happening and um so it, it, if you you know any woman who's who's undergone a, a 
getting out of an abusive marriage knows that it's about the most difficult thing you can never do because they, they, although they don't let you stay, they don't let you leave either. Um, And, and so when I got out, I was thinking, what, what in the world just happened? And and how did that, how'd that happen? And so I, I really dove into the scriptures um, and um, I felt um, God calling me to help other women um, out. I, I had, um, you know, at, at that time I had had some healing happening. And, and um, so I, I uh, he called me to, you know, use my law degree to help other women get out. I, I went and um, I volunteered with a local domestic uh, violence shelter and I started a support group in Lake Forest where I'd been living for 20 years with my abuser. And, and, um, but God wasn't satisfied with just, with just, you know, starting a support group. He, he, uh, he wanted me all in. <laughs> so um, that's not really what I was hoping he was going to call me to do. Like, yeah. I had served on a, a board of regents at a, at a university, a Christian university. And I was hoping, and I also taught business law there. So I thought, Oh, wouldn't it be great? I love young people. I'd love to go back to, um, you know, the university setting and either as a professor or in administration, you know, being around young people. And God said, no, I've, I've got, I got plenty of people that are qualified to do that. I said, I don't have anybody qualified to, to do this. You know, I need you in the courtroom. I need you get, to get women out. I need you to get the word out. And we had this conversation. Um, and I, I said, no, no, God, that's not, that's not really me. I just really want everybody to get along. I'm not a litigator. I'm not a fighter. And he says, I know. And that's, that's why when you get in there and I'll make you into one and you'll know it's me. So, um, yeah, so I, I kind of lost that, that conversation with God. And, and so <laughs> As you do. I will make you into the warrior. So I thought, okay, I got nothing. So I'm, I'll be, I'll be the warrior. So I, um, I, you know, resigned from my, my law firm and started, I hung my own shingle out you know, without a, you know, a single, a single client just thinking, okay, God's going to figure this out. And, um, that was in 2016 and, and I have to turn clients down. I don't even have a website because they, they just come, um, you know, through uh, word of mouth, through the work I do with domestic abuse organizations, um, through my speaking engagements, um, to raise awareness through churches, um, so it's, um, that's kind of how I, I got here. <laughs> um, then uh, God called me to, to write this book, um, uh, on, on how to do it because he, he brought me through it. So, um, I just picked up from the publishing house last, last week, um, my copies of, of the book, overcoming the narcissist, sociopath, psychopath, and other domestic abusers. So it's a a 576-page handbook on how to, I call it the three R's, how to recognize it, how to remove yourself from it, and how to recover from it. That's what uh, I'm currently, uh, my, my current project, I guess. That's good. That's good. Now, in this podcast, just so you know, we talk about all different kinds of topics. So <laughs> we've had, um, well, of course, we talk business. But we've had um, dealing with stillbirth, um, like we we do business, right? But we also have all these different things going on in our lives, and right. everyone yeah. is in different seasons. Everyone has their own journey. Um, so I want to thank you for sharing your 
storing your journey with us and taking the courage to share that because um, I know that someone will be listening to the podcast and they need to hear your words today and they need to hear your story and God's going to use that. Um, they absolutely will. And um, thank you too for writing a book to help women overcome that because I think um, I might be generalizing here, but the general vibe I would get is that Christian women have a whole nother level of maybe guilt with domestic violence, feeling that they can't leave because they might be letting God down um, and wondering if that's the right thing because it's frowned upon. Um, that it shouldn't be, but in some places it's, it's frowned upon to um, leave your husband and get divorced, separate, whatever it is that's going on. But actually you don't need to be in that situation and God doesn't want you to suffer. Well, that's exactly right. Um, the statistics are, are just astounding. Um, 35% of women, regardless of their, of their religious background, whether they're Christian or, or otherwise, uh, at some point in their lives will be a victim of, of, of rape, stalking, or um, severe physical abuse at the hands of a, a, a partner. And an, another 48%, um, so that's nearly half, will be um, victims of emotional and verbal abuse or coercive control. So these numbers are, are just out, you know, they're astounding. Um, so yes, women who are listening to this will know someone or perhaps themselves um, have relate to, to this. Um, but sadly, the churches don't really talk about it. And so they're, they're not helping our women who are trying everything they can do to hold on to a marriage that mm. is abusive and they are feeling quite guilty for not being able to make it work. They probably have about 25 marriage books sitting in their uh, office trying to see which one of these techniques is going to work to make their marriage work and maybe have even gone to a pastor or a counselor. And the the thing is that marriage books don't work in abusive situations Mm -hmm. and counseling doesn't work uh, in abusive situations to, to make a marriage, uh, work you've got to have two people that are actually have goodwill toward each other and and want the marriage to work and want the best for each other and and are willing to change and and that's just not the case with abusive situations so you're absolutely right women in of faith have um they just feel a lot of guilt um maybe a pastor or a priest has told them well you just stay and be a better wife um because they're trained in domestic abuse, many yeah. of them aren't. And that's uh, the other thing I put in this book is, is there's a whole bunch just for pastors. And it's filled with scriptures about um, what God really has to say about domestic abuse and um, divorce from, from abusers. And, and what pastors and churches can do to support um, victims of domestic abuse while holding the abuser accountable. Because so often um, the churches actually support the abuser. Mm. And that means shocking to some people but that's actually what normally happens yeah yeah it's crazy it's absolutely crazy so um this book i'm hoping will change lives and um um, make the church and society and counselors and judges and lawyers see um domestic uh, abuse differently absolutely so in a minute we're going to go through your five tips 
um, that you're going to share with us today. But if someone mm-hmm. is sat listening to this podcast and they're going, oh my gosh, like I'm suffering abuse, like what is your main advice for them to do that they can do it in a way that's strategic, that's not going to get them more in trouble at home? Do you understand what I mean? Like, okay, sure, what sure. is your first step from here, but without us causing you any more harm? Right. So my first step I would recommend is reaching out to a local domestic violence shelter in, in your area. Uh, in Here in the United States, um, they're in nearly every county. Um, they're usually free. Um, they often have counseling um, with people that are um, specialized in domestic abuse. So they understand the need um, and, and and they, you know, women in this situation have so many needs. They're usually cut off from funds. So um, there's the financial need. There's the legal need. There's a need for counseling and healing. The, the need for um, maybe an order of protection. Um, so there's just a, a lot of things going on. But that's, um, I guess that's the first place I would, I would um, send them to get some information. And they often work with um, the state's attorney's office and local um, shelters and, and um, counselors so that so they can get her in touch with the, the, the resources that she needs. Mm-hmm. And there's similar things in Australia as well. Um, and like in the UK, there's things like victim support. Um, and if you Google domestic hotline in your country, like there's going to be numbers that are going to come up. Um, do it in a safe place, like do it in a place where you feel safe, where you know you're not going to get troubled. Um, and, um, yeah, take that first step. You can do it. God's got you. First step. Yeah. And lots of times people don't even recognize that they're in abuse. They just know something's not right. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have access to money or, um, you know, they have to do something to get the groceries. You know, they, 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 um, the, the exchanges, they just feel horrible when some, you know, they're being treated um, emotionally and verbally. Um, and they don't, they think, well, I'm not being hit. So that's not abuse, but it, but it is, there's so many different forms of abuse. Um, mm. And when things just don't feel right, you know, follow your gut. They, they don't feel right. They, there's a reason God puts us a, a little conscience in, inside yeah. us to tell us things aren't right. And, and um, we need to follow that. Absolutely. And have courage that God's got you in that. God's got you in the first step. God's got you in the 10th step. Like he's with you and do not feel guilty about taking that first step. Like you have our permission to go and get help if you need it. And it's totally okay for you to go do that. And God is going to have your back. Like he is, absolutely. he's going to use your story to, to bring goodness and light, um, even though it's hard and, you know, you might feel lost, alone, confused, guilty, whatever the words are that you relate, like it's okay to go and get help. So do. <laughs> All right. So can, right. can you share with us, Charlene, um, your five tips that you wanted to share with our audience today? Sure. So, um, you know, my craft is, is, is helping women out of domestic abuse. And I, I do that through, um, you know, through legal work, but I also do it uh, through counseling. So I guess my first tip would be um, to listen and support 
and encourage. Um, so, you know, I feel like I, I need to be a counselor in every sense of the word. Um, here in the States, they call attorneys counsel or counselor. Um, and so I need to be a counselor at law and I need to be a counselor, you know, for, for people's hearts as well. So I, I take a holistic approach um, to, uh, to the practice of law. Um, my, the second thing I know that I need to do um, is I need to be a strong advocate for uh, my client and her children in the courtroom and outside the courtroom. And I need to be the strength for her until she can have that strength for herself. Um, and it's really amazing to watch women grow in their strength. And, and mm. um, so I'm it's so privileged to, to be able to, to walk alongside them and see them go from a, you know, a little kitty cat to a roaring lioness. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's literally amazing because, to see how God works in them. Yeah. When women come out of, so to give you a bit of background, I worked in victim support back in the UK for about two years. So mm-hmm. I dealt a lot with um, domestic violence victims and um, all kind of not so good stuff in life. Um, and mm-hmm. when you do see that woman coming in um and they just have no self-worth. Like, everything is gone. <laughs> like, this right, is nothing right. left in her, right? And right. sometimes all they need is that one person to go, it's okay. This is, excuse my French, shit. And yes. now it's time to get you out of this. And they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not invisible. Someone sees me. Um, you know, I'm not just being passed on to something else. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. what you say when you say you're going to be that strength for her until she has it herself. Like, that's just amazing. Mm. Um, I, it, it's such a privilege. I, um, we open the other thing that God called me to do. When I finally got out of hiding, I, I, I was able to buy a home and, um, uh, my, I have I, I've remarried to just a, a wonderful, wonderful man, and and God said, and I told him, I said, this is your home, use it however you like, and He has brought um, women who need to get out right away, just like I did. I had to, mm. you know, leave immediately. So we open our home as a safe house, and um, we've had um, over a dozen women with their kids come, and they stay with us for you know couple weeks or a couple months whenever God finds a a place for them and I just you know I was kind of cleaning up the house one time for them uh for our next group of folks and you know I'm vacuuming the living room or the family room and you know tidying up the the dinette and, and God says this is this is where the magic happens right here right here around the table in this room this is where I work my magic and you can see them, you can see them heal, like right before your eyes. Just having, having someone care and make a meal for them and sit down and talk with them and, you know, watch old movies together. Mm. Um, just being a, a human being that, that loves on them. And, and when they come out, you know, a few months later, uh, and they get to have their own home, they're, they're, well on their way to healing. It's, yeah. it's a miraculous, miraculous healing process. And I feel so blessed to just be able to, 
to be, you know, to watch it, watch yeah. God work. Yeah, and you're, you're the vessel room. and your house is the resource that God can work to do that. Like, yeah. that's amazing. It's, it's pretty amazing. So I, I'm just happy that he lets me on his team. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I kind of digressed from my five tips. Um, That's okay. We're on number three. (laughs) Number three. Number three is, um, is know the book. So that's, I need to know the law, but I also need to know God's book. I need to know the Bible. Um, the, the law helps me in her, in the courtroom and get her free, but the Bible helps me get her free from Satan's grasp. Mm. Um, that's what it is. So when you can, um, uh, we, when you can identify things and say, well, the Bible says this, it, it really is, it helps set us free. Um, and the fourth thing is know the details, um, know the details of what abusers do, um, call it out, um, know the abuse of the details, um, uh, about the spiritual, um, and legal weapons, um, to use against the, the tactics of, of abusers. So, um, you know, when they use their, whatever their weapons are, we, we have weapons as well that we, that we use to, to neutralize. And my fifth one is I start each day with God, like diving into his words, speaking to him, listening to him, hearing his voice. Um, I'm in a situation where Satan is on the attack every day. Um, he's attacking me. He's attacking my clients, not only as the other side jerks, but they're Attorneys are usually jerks as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, when I walk out of the courtroom, I have a sheriff um, usually escort me and my client to our cars because, you know, we literally have a crazy man that's, yeah. you know, we've got targets on our back. So, you know, I, I need to start each day with God because I know, you know, Satan's, Satan's on the attack. He's got his arrows coming at us. So that's, um, those are my five tips. They're <laughs> that's good. So these are more tips for um, actually being a good uh, counsellor uh, to help support women. So the first one is listen, support and encourage and taking a holistic approach. Uh, number mm-hmm. two is being a strong advocate for the client and her children um, and you being that strength for her until she has it herself um, and knowing that God's going to do the healing in the most unexpected places. Um, but, That's right. Uh, yeah. So number three is know the book. So know the law and know the Bible so that you can fight for women both in, I guess, what we would call the earthly sense and in the spiritual sense. Um, right. Number four is know the details of the abuser and know how to call it out. Again, both spiritually and um worldly weapons as well um so you know what you're fighting against and then number five is get into the word first to remind you of the truth to give you protection and to give you strength as well because like charlene says the arrow is on your back as well so it's important to be wise and to get yourself covered so thank you so much for sharing those five tips so you've just shared in number five a little bit about how you incorporate god into your business and so uh, uh, number two as well. But how do you incorporate God into your business anyway? We'll mm. ask anyway. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, um, you know, like 
like most businesses, um, I have a mission statement. And so I incorporate God into my mission statement. And I think it's important for, um, for people to have a mission statement too, and not just, mm, not absolutely. Um, so, you know, I think it's important to know what's your purpose in, in this world. And so anyway, I incorporate God in, into my mission statement so that I, anything that doesn't align with that, I can say no to. And mm. you know, we all people asking us to do things. And, and I kind of use the mission statement as my, um, my filter. If it lines up with my mission statement, great. But if not, I, I really, God's called me to do this. And I, and I, um, very strongly that I need to say no to a lot of things to say yes to what God's called Absolutely. me to do. It's so funny you brought that up because literally like, I'm not sure if it's this podcast or the podcast before I talked about values and understanding your mission and it's a great tool to help you make decisions. Like, Oh yeah. So important. So I'm so glad you brought that up as well. Confirmation. people. Right. <laughs> if you haven't yeah. got one, get into your mission statements and start writing your values yeah. out. <laughs> right, right. Your your mission statement, your vision statement, your your value statement. It really helps put your life on the on a trajectory. Um, there's a there's a um, a term used in real estate called the highest and best use. So um, you can easily use your mission as your highest and best use and say no to other things that <laughs> yeah. that aren't your highest use. So um, the second way I, I use. Um, I incorporate God as, as I have an engagement letter, you know, like most lawyers, they have an engagement letter. I've never seen one kind of like mine where it says, you know, the, this, this practice was founded on God's, God's principles of, you know, helping the oppressed and the fatherless and, and the widows. So that's, um, that's in my, in my engagement letter so that they know this is where I'm coming from. And, um, I, in my engagement letter and, and verbally when I sit down with them for the first time, you know, if they're a person of faith, I will tell them um, that I'm praying for them and, and I'll pray with them if, they, if they'd like. And, and so usually people are just so thrilled to have someone pray uh, over them and, and, pray, and pray with them. Um, mm. They're so, so broken. Uh, and I, I spend a lot of time on just saying, you know what, God's got this. And um, so that's a, that's a great um, privilege for me to pray for them and, and with them. And then, of course, I, I incorporate God into the business by, you know, by the encouragement and counseling that I give. I mean, I've, I've gone through this and I've used lawyers. Um, most lawyers don't have this kind of, uh, this kind of practice, the holistic practice where, where you know, you can encourage um, clients and, and counsel them in, in, um, yeah, as they go through the the you know, the very emotional distressing part of, of going through a divorce or getting an order of protection and what have you. So um, I run support groups and Bible studies for women who have, um, uh, are going, are healing from domestic abuse. Sometimes they're, they're in it uh, or sometimes they've had it in their past and they still need some healing. So just last week um, I opened up two more. Um, one, one's a support group with a, a local um, counseling a group of counselors that asked me to come and, and do this, um, you know, specifically for domestic violence um, victims. And then our church, um, I'm doing one through our church, a Bible studies. It's really more focused, you know, really biblically focused. So, um, so I do that, um, which is, you know, a blessing. Uh, and uh, so I, you know, finally, I just try to do the, the spiritual healing along with the, the legal 
counseling and so that um, the women can, you know, be whole and be the, the women that God designed them to be. That's so good. Your uh, story and your mission is so encouraging. It's very nice to listen to. Um, (laughs) Can you share with us then um, your Bible verse for this season and why? Oh, uh, yes. So my Bible verse for this season of life um, is Genesis 50-20. And that is um, when Joseph was telling his, his brothers, God turned, and I'm reading from the Living Bible, says, God turned into good what you meant for evil. For he brought me to this position I have today so that I could save the lives of many people. And uh, <laughs> I am just so grateful for the amazing redeeming work that, uh, that God has done on me. And I see him doing on other people as well. I mean, obviously my ex-husband <laughs> meant abuse for evil. And when my former church supported him, they did not need to, you know, they, that, that was meant for evil. And when his church friends supported him, um, that was meant for evil, but God used all of those, um, all of those instances um, for good because they're all included in the book <laughs> on, because it's happened. So it's not just me that it's happened to, it happens to thousands, if not millions of other women. And now I have this book that can help guide women out of, you know, abuse It's kind of a, almost a step-by-step process um, yeah. of, of, of how to go from in the midst of it where you don't know where to turn to, to, you know, coming out on the other side, being the woman that God created you to be. So um, that's, uh, I'm constantly amazed at the redeeming work that God can do. So Uh, so first for for this season of life. (laughs) That's so good. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, that and for sharing all of your stories and, um, yeah, for being vulnerable and like you say, when you're in a professional field, if you like, like surely you should have all your stuff together, but you know, stuff happens to lots of different people and don't feel shame about that. Like it's not your fault. Like we've mentioned before, take that first step, trust God that he's going to bring the most gracious people your way. They aren't going to judge you whether you're a policewoman or if you're in business or, you know, you're a CEO, whatever it is, like being free is more important and living a God-filled life in that freedom is way more important. So, yeah, let's let go, guilt, let's let go of all that stuff and, yeah, go get help. <laughs> right, right. Well, I know many women that I talk to, they, they feel so, when they look back, they feel so good. So how could I have been so naive how could he have you know uh, how could it but and I said well first of all they're professional liars so they you know deceit is their you know absolutely. their <laughs> um, tactic and strategy but you know second of all I have had clients who are doctors and lawyers and psychologists who are trained in this yeah. um, and CEOs like you said and professional women and people with their master's degree it doesn't happen to just you know People, I mean, women want to think, well, you know, I, I, if I don't have this education, maybe that's why I, no, it happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We all want our families to work, you know, and we, 
we sacrifice a lot to for our you know our marriages and our our and our families and so goes across all socioeconomics and educational levels Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely so um just quickly again where can our listeners find you or if they want to get in contact with you what would be the best way to do that uh sure abusecare.org is um a a good place to to find me that's that's the website and there is a phone number and an email on there um that they can uh they can contact so that's probably the easiest way there's a you know there's obviously facebook and, and that's another way and um, I can give my um, my professional address. Um, email is quintlawoffice at gmail.org. So there's a few ways. Awesome. Perfect. So we'll pop those in the show notes as well, listeners. So if you needed to get in contact, um, you can find them through our website on this uh, post for the podcast. So please feel free to reach out. Charlene is here for you. And um, yeah, like we said, don't... Take that first step. You can do it. And, and if, in you. Yeah, if um, any of your listeners would like to get a copy of the book, it's, it's on Amazon. Um, that's usually the easiest way to get a hold of it. Just type in my name, Charlene Quint. and she... <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Charlene. It's been an absolute pleasure to interview you. And we wish you all the best for your book and, and for the mission that you're doing and God's going to bring those women and he's going to do his thing, right? That's right. That is, um, that is my hope and prayer that my life and this book, you know, transforms. So like I said, it's fun to be on God's team and watch him work. He's amazing. He is amazing. Well, you're listening to the Christian women in business podcast show. Uh, Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. The Christian Women in Business podcast is sponsored by Performance PA, Virtual Business Assistant. Virtual PA lets you focus on what you do best in your business and you can let Performance PA take care of the rest.